Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. So this episode is going to be very different from others. I am coming to you from uh, my massage office in Portland, Oregon. And I'm sharing an interview that I did with my friend and colleague, Vanessa Kudo, back in 2018. And don't worry, you don't need to remember how to spell her name or you try to figure it out. Her name and all her information along with how to connect with her will be in the show notes. Um, But this interview that I did with her is all about um, my journey to creating Healing Ways. And we do talk about holistic healthcare, We talk about conventional medicine, and uh, mostly we chat about one of my really big passions, one of my biggest passions, and that is helping other holistic healthcare professionals with their businesses, helping them grow and succeed. I hope you enjoy. I know it's a little bit different, but you'll learn a little bit more about me. And next week, we'll go back to our regular format where we um, chat with a holistic healing professional. I hope you enjoy. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do just for the folks here, the listeners? Yeah. Because what, what, what I like is what I know and what I like, because I don't know the whole story. So it'd be nice to hear your story too. Yeah. Is that you create a healing ways to help other practitioners get visibility. And as you know, that's a, that's a little uh, chunk of topic that I'm chewing on for, for a while now. And so I think that's great that what you're doing and, uh, but I, I, I don't know the full story of how it came to be. And I think that yeah. was interesting as a, yeah, we've just chatted, we've just chatted about, you know, little bits of, of it here and there. So yeah, I'll try to try to uh, make it short, the shortened version, give you some more details. Yeah, for sure. So as and you I, know, and just to interrupt, yeah. the reason I like that is because in your story, I can see the transformation of like how one finds what I want to do, what I like, and you make it a livelihood and how that transforms into something bigger. Because I bet you didn't know you were going to do that when you started out. No, <laughs> no, no. So uh, 15 years ago, I decided that I was going to be a massage therapist and Reiki practitioner till retirement or beyond. Mm-hmm. And that was what I was just going to do. Maybe open a wellness center one day and just keep on doing body work. Um, and what drew you to body work to begin with? Cause it sounds like it was a pretty, like, I'm going to do this until I beyond retirement beyond. Yeah. Well, I do. I do love it. Still, um, what drew me to it was I really actually wanted to, I wanted to be in the social work field. I always had this draw to help people heal. Mm -hmm. And as I looked more into that, realized that didn't really resonate 
And I had a couple people in my life that were getting massage for um, healing purposes, not just to feel good, which definitely has its benefits, but for true healing some injuries, chronic things. And they were like, you need to be a massage therapist. And at first I thought that was crazy. And I started looking more into it and went, no, I mean, it might be crazy, but no, this is definitely what I need to do. Um, and I can get out there and just start helping people right away. You know, schooling, way different. It's a year for massage therapy, years for social work. Yeah. And beyond. And um, so I, I dropped out of that program, joined a massage school, got my license, hit the ground running as um, an entrepreneur as well. I started my business, had my office before I even had my license in hand. I knew I wasn't going to be a massage therapist that worked for anybody else. Mm -hmm. I come from two parents with strong entrepreneurial spirits and they passed that on to me, thankfully. Great. So that, that's a good thing to know. Yeah. The sense of the family background and the, where you, you know, what you saw. Yeah. And, and unfortunately for both of them, um, they never really found true success in their entrepreneurial journeys. Mm -hmm. So I was able to see that. And I, I think I picked up on ways to do it better. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, so I hit the round, the ground running immediately, um, you know, jump back to when I started massage school, the first day I was like, yes, I have finally found the thing that is going to like, change everybody's world. Like, this is the best thing ever. I'm going to heal so many people. And, um, and I also knew, like I said, I wasn't going to work for anybody else. So I didn't get any business training. They don't teach you that. Kind of I, you know, I was going to ask that because yeah. I did notice that that was a huge beef. Uh, we had a grad school for psychology and, you know, yeah. psychology. We had one class mm -hmm. for that semester that was about kind of money and power, but more mm -hmm. from a sort of depth mystic perspective, but there was no teaching whatsoever around how do you set up a practice and, you know, how do you get clients, you, all of that. Yeah. And I think it's a, a huge disservice. And I think it's not just in the healing professions and many others i worked in the legal field too and the lawyer mm -hmm. had no sense of how do you start a business how you run your yeah. practice yep mm -hmm. yeah it is a huge disservice you're right and that i think we had a week in massage school and it was just comical when i think of it now <laughs> um and i thought that that week had prepared me <laughs> Uh, and I was so confident that those little homemade business cards and flyers that they helped us make would, would just bring the clients in. All I had to do was just put my name on the door and they would just flock to me. Yeah. Um, and Did you have you, a website at the time and all that? Um, no, I didn't get a website for a couple years because that was 2004. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it wasn't as common yet, I guess. It wasn't as common yet. It might have been the first year, you know, and it was a free website. I did it myself. It was nothing fancy. Um, 
later on, I actually concentrated more on uh, City Search. Do you remember City Search? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, used to pay like three times the amount for what I was paying for my rent, my space rent, to get like one client a month, maybe if I was lucky. <laughs> it was uh, not the best marketing decision. Um, but again, I didn't have any uh, business training, right? So I just was like, well, this is what everybody's doing. It was before Yelp and there was nothing free really as yeah. far as, um, get, you know, MySpace was around, Facebook wasn't around. So people didn't really advertise on MySpace. I don't recall. No, I, don't, I didn't. I never used MySpace. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I also at the time um, was a single parent. I was living in Portland, Oregon, where I'm at now. Well, I'm actually not in Portland anymore, but I'm close to it. Yeah, you're close. I'm close. Um, but yes, so I had moved to Portland to go to massage school, actually. So okay. I didn't, I didn't have a client base. I didn't have even a whole list of friends that would, wanted to help refer me. And I had the skill and also a seven-year-old <laughs> I still had to support. So uh, it was tough to say the least. Um, yeah, child- I what? I can't imagine because it's how, how did you, you know, you can't just build it and they will come, although this is how we would like it to happen. Right. This is what they teach you for in that week of training that you get in school, right? Or whatever it is, but I had a week. Um, and that's basically what they told us. Yeah. yeah like, Oh, you just make sure that you're visible and people will come. Um, so Again, I, that, that visibility thing, right? Back to visibility. So, you know, that's not true. And I quickly found out that wasn't true. And so um, I did keep my part-time job at a hotel that I was working at. But my focus was going to be like, I'm going to build this practice and I'm not going to fail. Like, I don't have a, another choice. This is what I'm doing. Um, and I'm stubborn, so that helped. <laughs> Comes in and handy. What? Comes in handy. It does. It does. So uh, I did all the I did all the things that you did back then before the internet. I handed out flyers. I uh, did a lot of volunteer ser- services. You know, chair massage things. I set up my own events at places so I could hand out my business card, hand out discount coupons, um, give away you know gift certificates for different charities. All those uh, you know older fashioned marketing things that that you did back then. The number one thing that finally. So after about three years. Um, I was steadily growing my business. I had actually like moved into my own space. I started sharing a space and by the end of my first year, I already had my own space where then I was leasing out to somebody. Um, Were you still working part-time? At that I point? was still working part-time pretty much through that first year. And then I gave it up and I occasionally went back and grabbed a job like at a chiropractor or a spa. If you know, when times got really tough and I needed to bring in the income. Um, and that lasted for about three years. And things really just started, you know, picking up steam around year three. Um, and I just kept, you know, hitting the streets. 
handing out flyers, giving business cards. And I'll back up a little bit and say that this was not easy for me. I was in my mid twenties. I was extremely shy. Again, I didn't have like a huge social group. Um, I had never been taught how to talk about my business and I still to this day, um, just because I come across as being like fearless is what people like to call me. Mm-hmm. That, that's not really my truth. There is a lot of fear still in there. I just say, you know, fear, take a back seat. I'm running the show. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> and um, yeah. what would you say from that time? Because especially, which is interesting too, is to hear the stuff you had to do, which now we may take for granted because there's social media and there's this and there's that. What was a sort of a core lesson you learned in that, that you see that it could still be applied now? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't go out of style. It doesn't go out of style. And the core lesson is just that. It's still very valuable to today, especially in an industry where we work so intimately with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top, I want to add on top of handing out flyers and giving business cards out, um, the thing that really, really skyrocketed my business was talking to other people, mm-hmm. connecting with other people, specifically uh, practitioners of different modalities than massage, um, business owners that talk to people, hairstylists, personal trainers. Uh, I used to do chair massage events at a law firm. Um, so just positioning myself to get to know and connect, not just like on a superficial level either, just really connecting with people, like making friends Mm -hmm. with people, um, that would essentially, you know, definitely send people to me, um, later on, even if not immediately later on, I was just actually telling somebody this other day, you know, you tell one person. So you tell one person about your business or one person experiences the service you offer. They go tell somebody else. That person that they told might not come to you. That person they told might send somebody to you. Like it just, it really just continues to grow and is, and is a cycle. The more you, you touch people, not necessarily even just, I'm using touch, but you don't, you know, not mm-hmm. massage, just touch people with your personality. Just, being around them, talking to them. Um, so it's all very relevant today in spite of all the social media stuff, internet stuff. Um, and in fact, that's what I teach people now. So, um, so yeah, fast forward now I've started healing ways out. Of- yeah. So <laughs> when did you start healing ways? Because so, you're the founder uh, and CEO of Healing I am. <laughs> For lack of a better term. I'm, uh, no, but it's the truth. You started it. It is. Yeah, I did. I really, the little seeds started in my brain and it has grown out of it. Um, so I became a, a business coach just kind of by chance um, after starting a small LMT group a licensed massage therapist group in Portland and started noticing that others needed help with the business part of it. There's so many great, yeah. And what was your inspiration for that group? 
That was to connect and kind of um, inspire mm -hmm. and impart some knowledge that I had had to, you know, scrap together over the years to, to figure out how to start, run, and thrive a successful practice. Um, I really had felt that I had found the key and I wanted to help others learn that skill. So, yeah, so I started that business um, and then, well, it wasn't really a business. It was just a, a networking group. And then out of that, I decided that I wanted to help more people on a bigger scale and not just massage therapists because mm -hmm. practitioners of all modalities have very similar stories when it comes to how they got to where they, you know, started their practice, the lack of business training and um, all the other things that go with, with all the challenges of starting a practice. So, um, it really, truly, it was something I had been thinking on and thinking on. And I came, it was like this aha moment one day where it was like, yeah, I still love doing body work and energy work. But when I would start helping other practitioners and start talking about business and see their, you know, see them light up and see them making changes that made their business more successful that just, it lights me up. I mean, mm -hmm. I, it just brings me so much joy. And I just went like, this is my, this is my thing. Like, this is my forever thing. Massage mm -hmm. is no longer my forever thing. I need to help other practitioners get to where I am at as a massage therapist, somewhere where it's, where, you know, I'm, the livelihood is, it's quote unquote pretty easy. Clients are just flowing. I had a steady income. Um, and so I just kept getting this nudge, you know, this higher power nudge that was just like, time to make a change. It's time to make a change. And uh, I just did it. <laughs> I just went, okay. Let's do it. You answered the call. <laughs> that was in uh, October of 2016. Okay, so it's, it's recent, a couple of years. Yeah, so that's when the idea came to the point where I started seeking out a web developer and designer for this idea. What I like when listening to you, so I was thinking about this, some, I often get clients who will, so when you think about the birth chart, right, there's a sort of this big pie. And I've noticed yeah. that I get clients who are right on that threshold of going deeper into what the chart is and because i'm so interested in what people do for a living how do they get to do it's like mm -hmm. asking how people married their, um, met their partner i like to yeah. know oh how did you start this you know because when i watch movies i want to know like oh she's a waitress in paris how does she really make a living how can she afford that apart <laughs> i know i yes i have a hard time suspending you know disbelief with the whole yeah. but that aside in your story, it's really interesting that you started, like, I found massage. And I know that you're a son, Scorpio, right? So I'm thinking yeah. about it. Like, I'm listening to your story, and I'm, I'm seeing the, the archetype of Scorpio. And that sense, I'm going to do healing. I'm going to transform, right? Deep transformation mm -hmm. for somebody. And is your primary style of massage deep tissue? Yes. So there you have, you know, yep. deep. Yep. <laughs> and then it's interesting that you you... you 
saw the opportunity to help other healers in their capacity to also revive, recharge, have power, which is a big Scorpio theme, power. Yes. How to be empowered, how to manage power. Yes. Dance of power. Uh So when you look back in your own life and how much you've done, you can see I've helped people have a sense of power in their body again, helping them feel empowered. Now it's like, oh, and the business is like the body, right? Full of knots, full of, you know, sometimes you you all kinked out and you're Mm -hmm. helping them do that too. So it's interesting to see, the more I think about this in terms of purpose, I think that I used to think that purpose was like, oh, I'm here to do something, you know, Mm -hmm. an activity. The more I dig into this, I think that the activity itself isn't it, it's how you approach that, whatever activity it is. And so by being fully you, and so you are bringing, the way I'm hearing is that you bring parts of you into it. And helping now others do that for their practice. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way myself. Yeah, definitely. Empowering others. Yeah, I always say inspiring, but inspiring and empowering. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's what I absolutely love to do. <laughs> I, I just, I know that, and I've come across so many practitioners that are so good at what they do, yet they are never able to get out and fully express that because they don't really have the tools mm-hmm. um, to do so. The, the biggest ones that are a challenge, marketing, you know, and that's so broad. <laughs> but, so in your case, what do you think marketing is or how do you talk to your, um, your people? Yeah, well, so I really do believe in going back to the older ways of marketing, um, which are, focusing on connection and networking. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking necessarily about the networking groups where you stand up and hand out your, you know, it's like a canned statement and you hand your business card and everybody's awkward and nervous. Not everybody, <laughs> maybe just me. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> um, but really, you know, getting to know people, go out and have coffee, start little groups of your own, uh, you know, Tell, tell your friends you're looking to meet so-and-so. Um, walk, you know, going into a chiropractor's office and, and handing out your business card and saying who you are and emailing. Um, just really getting to know other people who I, I really say and preach can become referral partners. Mm-hmm. I'm big in referral partners and yes, it is important who, you know, does matter. Um, and networking, it does not come easy to a lot of us. It does not come naturally to all, to all of us. It's just a matter of practicing and practicing and practicing and getting past that fear. Like is your passion to, to get your gifts out in the world greater than that fear, that ego fear inside that's like, I, you know, I don't, maybe I don't have enough self-confidence. Seriously, a, lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> I feel at times hide behind the, oh, I'm an introvert. Yes. Which I don't yes. think it's an excuse. I not agree. Really. Because I not, it's not a blockage. It's really not a, I, I agree. It is not a blockage. I am proud to say I'm an introvert. 
but it has not stopped me from having a successful business. Yeah. And would never stop me. Um, so yeah, so that and, uh, just, just giving them some tools that will help them feel more confident. Like you say, you know, I can't think of any examples. <laughs> why, why, why are you thinking? I was thinking about this when you mentioned networking. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, the idea I thought is like, instead of if we could change, play with the word, mm-hmm. it's like we're not networking because already has that work thing. We're building the net. Mm. We're building the net. Yes. You know, one strand, you know, like I connect with you and from you I connect with so-and-so and you're, you're weaving that net. That might be a, perhaps an easier image for people who are like, oh, I don't like the word networking. It's, it I feels- do, yeah. I love that. Well, yeah, because I always tell people it's like this, you know, spiraling circle that just keeps on spiraling in and, and on itself and over and over. Um, but yeah, just the net also. And then, you know, you, you capture clients that way <laughs> in the net. <laughs> this, it's like a spider, right? You, yeah. You <laughs> It can be that way too. It can. Um, but it has that spiral, right? The net, the web, the spider web has those, those inner rings and outer rings. Yes. And that's what really I think, if we think of networking as if we're weaving, it's one, perhaps a bit more empowering to someone who's resistant to it, to mm-hmm. think that they got some say in this. Yeah. Um, they can approach it in their own way. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And as also, as you were speaking about marketing, I had this image of like, and building community, especially mm-hmm. nowadays, we're so uh, hungry for community in many ways. Perhaps we can think of marketing as a way to build community around our gifts, but also in terms of how can we help the others you mm-hmm. know, do it, the referral, the, the sense of community there, because in my own experience, when I started and I left corporate and I jumped in, all of a mm-hmm. sudden, later I realized I felt really alone, even though I was talking to people online and all that, yep. felt alone. You know, there's yep. something to, to, to see people face to face and to have somebody or a group of people in your neighborhood in wh- where you live, especially true if the kind of work you do is already very much online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. So I do. I always go back to that. You know, you, you have to get out and meet people and build community for mm-hmm. sure. Um, the other one that is a challenge is money mindset. Um, All right, let's dive into money. Talk about that. Yeah. So <laughs> money mindset can oftentimes be a very big challenge for the more, you know, holistic healer type people that we have, there's this old paradigm that's, you know, says, if you have these gifts, you must give them away, which doesn't make any sense because, you know, back before money was something we exchanged for services, people exchanged food and goats (laughs) and, clothing for you know the the local medicine woman to come help heal them um all the different modalities of astrologers were paid in yeah you would pay in some way yeah even if yeah right so this this idea that 
because you have this ability to help others heal and that you shouldn't get paid for it or and maybe you get paid but not well is just absurd. Mm -hmm. I never understood it and I never bought into it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was because I knew that that was some, I needed to make an, an, a living raising for my child. So I never bought into that. And I really, goes back to the empowering, I really try to empower and teach other practitioners to let that go. That is not their story. That is not the truth. And to get over it and be okay with getting paid for your services. Do you still find that it's very prevalent still? Like if you think about the people in joining Healing Ways and when you're working with them, that in large part, the large percentage still has some permutation of that belief? Yes, yes. It, it still runs rampant. Um, not that anyone wants to ever like completely give away their services. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not, no, not charging their worth. Um, and then sometimes it goes the other way. They char- then they charge too much because they've been taught by somebody that, you know, that's what they need to do. You never give away any free services. You never discount services. I do teach people that in the beginning, however you do it, there's times where you're going to probably give away some free services or discount some services. Like I said, I, mm-hmm. I did volunteer work. I, I still donate gift certificates. I'm still doing massage. So I still donate gift certificates to mm-hmm. different organizations. I mean, that's, that is a marketing st- material right there. I'm not really doing it for marketing purposes anymore for myself, but in the beginning I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think there's that too. I think there's, there's a way to find a, a good balance and get paid for what you love. So if, if someone comes to you, they're starting out, um, other than saying, okay, get out there. And mm-hmm. how would you help them price? What, what, what would be sort of like a core advice? Because pricing is still pretty hard. Especially yeah. I feel when we, we hear so much, oh, you have, you know, you have to charge what you're worth. Well, just even knowing your worth is mm-hmm. some inner work, serious inner work that's going yes. to take some time. And yes. I have a bit of a, I'm working through this. It's not a resistance, but I'm always a bit cautious. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my alarm goes off when I hear people, other coaches saying, oh, no, next year they're raising their price. They're always raising their price. Unless mm-hmm. it's from a perspective of like, I got to a certain level. It's ready. Okay. But you know what I mean? They're always like, it's always this sense of always raising. And I'm like, is this the only thing you can do? Exactly. Um, (laughs) And are you getting to the point where no normal person is going to be able to afford your services? Yeah. And then, I mean, and that's, that's fine. If you only want to work with millionaires. (laughs) If that's your market, that's totally fine. Yeah, totally. I'm okay with that. It, I mean, yeah, that's your own thing. If that's what you want to do, awesome. Go for it. I will give you some great advice and help you do that. But um, the majority of practitioners I come across, that's not their goal, is to only work with millionaires. <laughs> um, so I just start super practical, right? Like you just, you start shopping around in your area. 
what are other practitioners charging? How long have they been in business versus you? How long you've been in business? And then you just, you kind of go from there. I mean, when I started out, I was brand new, right? I had no practice. I had no skills outside of massage school clinic. Um, and I think at the time, my area, the average, so you kind of, you go and you just shop around average and we did have the internet. So could Google. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was 60 was kind of the average. And I felt like I had pretty great skills so far. I mean, I'd been told I was already a good massage therapist. So I went with 50, mm -hmm. like, you know, why not? Um, and then I just keep an eye. I just tell people, you know, keep an eye on the average and you have to do some soul searching sometimes. And you have to, I mean, do you have a full schedule? If you mm -hmm. don't have a full schedule yet, you're still really lacking in clients. Probably not a great idea to just, you know, up your price $20 an hour or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, even if you, you know, if you don't have hour, hourly, just jack up your prices really fast, really quick. Um, but when you have a really full schedule, like you have a, even a wait list. I mean, that's usually when I start getting to the point where, um, I have a wait list that I'm like, Oh, it's probably time to up my, up my rates. I have, as long as I have been a massage therapist and I have had a wait list practice for probably eight, nine years now, I'm still not one. I mean, I'm still average price mm -hmm. in my area and that's a personal choice. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people all the time will tell me to go higher and I might tell somebody else to raise their rates higher. But for me, what I charge feels really good to me and it meets my needs. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing also to approach the, the, I'm wrapping up my course at the time of this recording, right? The, the business uh -huh. cosmology course. And in looking at the planetary archetypes in terms of, you know, looking at your business and one of them is Jupiter and, and how do you approach from a belief system? What's the attitude? What's your moral um, sort of roots in what you're doing? And I think it feeds also into what do we define as success? You yes. know, um, maybe it's not to work for millionaires, but maybe it is. So then, you know, you're going to approach it very differently. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like, in these last few several years now of looking at what I was going to do and looking at different coaches and such, I've always been a bit bothered by this. The, at, at the same time, it's an amazing drive to help women be more successful, get a handle on their money blocks or beliefs or whatever, limiting mm -hmm. belief. It's great. A lot of ideas around helping women become more empowered so they can help each other. Great. But on yeah. the other hand, on sort of a bit of a shadow aspect, I hear this sort of raise it up. You always, and it's like, whoa, you know, could you be more creative? Maybe, you know, depending on what you're offering and what the service yeah. is and what you want, of course, it's case by case. Mm -hmm. But I just find it that interesting um, yeah. that it kind of goes to the other side of the spectrum pretty quickly. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Agreed. And yeah. So what's another thing that you've, you'd notice a lot, especially in the healing community in terms of challenges around business, setting up their business. So money is uh, definitely one probably at the very Yeah. Point. So money. And then, you know, every, again, everyone's asking about marketing. Um, and that's, there's so many, I mean, it's there's so, as you know, you're an entrepreneur yourself. 
so many different aspects to marketing. Um, the other one is just honestly feeling like uh, you don't have to, or maybe you've been, they've been told that they don't have to actually quote unquote work to mm. build a practice. Like, and trust me, as you know, and you, you know, you've, you've hung out with me a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm all into the woo. I'm happy to meditate and vision <laughs> bring board. My, yeah. Bring out my crystals, make my vision board, envision clients falling into my hands. I'm all about all that. But I also know on a practical side, you have to take the actions to make those things happen. We're given, I, I do believe we are given downloads or answers, ideas from source, intuition. Um, and then we need to go take steps to make those things happen. I think it's a Sufi, uh, small Sufi tale that, you know, believe in Allah, believe in God, but tie up your horse. Yeah, you know, just, exactly. Exactly. Yes. I'm a firm believer. Yes, uh, me too. <laughs> because so that, words, yeah. That's one of them that's huge. It's like, well, this coach told me all I have to do is, you know, do these affirmations every day and that everything's just gonna if as long as I sit back all the time and just relax, things will just flow to me and that's not true. I worked my butt off <laughs> for the first few years of my practice and I did all those cool, fun things. Yeah. And that's what got me through it. I think that's what helped me not go crazy. <laughs> how, how do you help someone who's got really determined on that idea? No, no, no. If I do these things, it'll be fun. How do you help them sort of come out of that and open up, I, have a different perspective? Yeah. Well, I asked them just to try, <laughs> just let's do an experiment. You know, let's, let's let's do your your meditation and during that meditation or breathing exercise or grounding exercise tap in and ask what are three things that i need to do and a lot of times the answers will come to you and mm -hmm. then and then go take those go take those steps yeah. or if you don't know how to take those steps and this is the other one if you don't know how to take those steps if if you get the hit that you need to cold call five people or something. If you don't know how to do that, then let's, let's get you some training on how to do that. Let's mm -hmm. research it. Let's get a, you know, a coach that can help you learn how to make those cold calls. You can get books, all kinds of online trainings to find out how to do those things. Um, so yeah. in light of being in the healing community and now really helping them, thrive in their business in your opinion what is um a growing edge if not to say the shadow aspect of the healing field that's a good one uh there's a lot i find a lot of people still worry about competition mm-hmm and that is something that I immediately will tell people does not, I do not believe exists in our industry. Uh, we are all so unique and what we have to offer is so unique. Um, a lot of ego and competition, a lot of just like 
there definitely is some, um, you know, and I think, and that stir, that stems back, we're going to go back to like money mindset for one mm -hmm. is a huge one. You know, a lot of that stuff shows up because of our own insecurities. The scarcity um, mentality of our culture. Yeah. 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 So I, I find that and I will tell people, you know, cause I'm a coach, right? So I'm a lot of times like rah, 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 you know, I'm there to motivate and help and, and build you up. And it's not me just paying lip service. I, I mean it when I say like, you're not in competition with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like just focus on you. You're going to find people that like, that will benefit from what you have got. And it doesn't matter what this guy over here is doing. Mm -hmm. He's got his own clients to focus on. You're going to have your own clients to focus on. Um, but yeah, I, I see that a lot still. It's just, yeah, know. definitely working with the, the jealousy, the envy yeah. aspect of competition, the FOMO, uh, which I think are all permutations of the same thing. Yes. Is to me it feels like it's learning to deal with a medicine that you need to handle carefully, you know, mm -hmm. because it might really poison you if you that happens. But yeah. if you handled with care and it's a case by case and it takes time and you may need friends to help you, it can actually point to a bigger and more uh, in-depth clarity to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So a f some several episodes ago, I interviewed Lindsay Perra, who talks a lot about the alchemy of jealousy. Oh, nice. And it's a beautiful idea that you can work with the envy and the jealousy and the competition to look at the other and say, hmm, they're doing that, but is that how I want it? And so you can start learning to say, oh, I want that, but my way. Maybe you don't want to all of a sudden have 20 clients book for the yeah. week, let's say, but maybe you want to be like, no, no, I want five, my way. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's a constant sort of, having to work with that and there are good days and bad days on the front yep. on that front but i think if we see it as an alchemical process and that as the competition and the envy is showing more it's here knocking on our door to show us more clarity yeah i think it could help us dissipate the the hook it has on us i love that yeah amazing very true yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah. So then beyond helping practitioners with all this stuff, um, I love to promote them. So, so now we get to the visibility. Yeah, point. How do you do that? So I, I was like a lot of us, um, just getting really fed up with our current options, um, which still are, a big website with this starts with a with a Y. I've been told not to poke the bear, so <laughs> so um, you know websites like websites like that that manipulate our reviews and may not have uh, the appropriate categories for what we have to offer mm -hmm. and aren't geared towards people specifically looking for holistic and alternative healthcare. And so, I think I know you're talking about, I think it, that big website is coming down. I've heard lots of rumors. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
you know, and just crazy sales techniques and, oh, you know, I've been caught up in, I've, yeah, I've been caught up in some of it in myself. So I was hearing this for many years too. And just the options we had out there weren't really the best for, you know, re for getting reviewed. I mean, Google's great. Awesome. Like I hope it'll be around forever, but, um, other than that, like for getting reviews and for being a place to be found and mm -hmm. visible. So, um, along with my idea to help all these practitioners with the struggles they have on this building a business, I wanted to also help be more visible and just create one place where everybody can be found in one spot, um, no matter what modalities and just any modality. I mean, I think my website now represents 95 modalities. I think I have five that's, in the list that I need to add. Um, that's pretty, that's quite a bit. Yeah. So it's cool. So if, you know, if somebody's looking for specifically crystal healing or colon therapy, all the way to holistic counseling, um, they can be found in one spot. And then a place where people can find education on all the different, different things, different modalities. So, and, and for healing ways, is it mainly for, it's not just for Portland, Oregon, it's nationwide. It is nationwide. Yeah. I mean, because I'm so close to Portland, we're growing quicker in this area, obviously, because that goes back to what I preach, connecting <laughs> with people. <laughs> so, um, so I'm able to do that, but yeah, we are growing we're kind of starting to fan down the West coast and we do have practitioners outside of the West coast right now. So, um, we're just going to continue, you know, building up area by area. Um, ideally, you know, full on nationwide, the place for people to find all different holistic healthcare, mm -hmm. um, and for practitioners to go to have that community because that's a piece of it as well. Um, so yeah, so that's, this is my new passion. I still do enjoy doing body work, but mm -hmm. it will be replaced by healing ways eventually. And like I told you before, I, I actually don't want to do body work in the future. I just want to do energy work mm -hmm. as my body ages. And luckily I have no complaints. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right it has to be very intense on the body. Yeah. Yeah, um, it can be, you know, I, I practice a lot of self-care, so um, I do pretty well, but I don't ever want to get to the point where mm -hmm. things hurt all the time. So, yeah. And in, in terms of healing ways, mm -hmm. how do, can people join? What's the process? Do, uh, do you find yourself that perhaps in the future, I was just wondering, would you curate a little bit who's in it or not? We actually do already. Mm, okay. So yeah, it's a, there's a verification process. When someone joins, um, right now it's currently me that looks over and verifies whether or not I feel that they are um, suited for our website and whether they're professional and legit. Mm -hmm. um, and we go through a step-by-step -step process. If, if I have any questions, I'm going to go as far as needing referrals. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so our people are verified. Um, and again, in 95 different modalities and not all those modalities are certified because certification doesn't exist yeah. for all the modalities. Yeah. 
right? Is there a certification for astrology? It's quite wide open, actually. Yeah. I mean, there are certifications, but different levels and different. Uh, yeah. But I, I think in large part, you're, you still can be an astrologer without having to have, because it's so much of it is you learn on your own as well. Yep. Yep. So the field is, you know, working itself out, but I think there is a, an aspect of it that you, yeah, some people know I'm there or not. I myself have a, a challenge with the certification. There's a part of me that likes the certification and depending on what the field is, I'm all for the certification. Yes. But other parts I'm like, mm, I don't think, you know, but it might change. I agree. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for sure. Chiropractors, massage therapists. Yeah. Yeah. Acupuncturists, naturopaths. Yeah, um, like you're dealing so closely with the body, I yeah. think, for sure, or mental health, yes. for sure, yeah. Yes. Um, but it's interesting because I think as more and more modalities of healing show up, and, and people also make it a sort of a, they become eclectic in what they're using, so that could be challenging mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Maybe in the near future, further away we'll, we'll have a whole different approach to holistic healing and uh and definition of what it is i was gonna say ideally it's not gonna be separate from it's going to be the healing that's my <laughs> that is my hope and dream is that it's no longer alternative yeah i mean yeah we still call it a holistic but that it's no longer alternative or complementary um that it is healthcare, whether it's yeah. And I would love to have it integrated with um, conventional Western medicine for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think it's time for, um, I might, I may be poking the bear here on this one, but um, <laughs> I'm going to go for it. I go think it. science in general uh, has given us a lot of good things, many good yeah. things. But I often find that in general, science has become just as dogmatic as the church that one day persecuted science mm -hmm. is or, or definitely was. Yeah. And I think to a certain degree, science has become a little less curious and much more damning than it should be. Yeah. So when they poo poo, criticize the alternative stuff, mm -hmm. part of me is like, have you, I don't know. Can you have a bit of beginner's mind? Check it out. Right. Not to, not just to check it out to tear it down, because yeah. that's a, you know it's like going to a restaurant with the intent of I'm gonna write a bad review. So no matter what they do, I'm gonna you know give it a bad review. Right. I think to go with that curiosity of like, is it, you know, what part of it could be seen yeah. as you know quote unquote true. Yeah, we widen the perspective of what yeah. is that. Um, yes. I know that because, as an astrologer, that's probably astrology has gotten the hit on that one for centuries, and so. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. And yeah. so I, I still find that very interesting and yet problematic as well. Yeah, um, I agree. But I did. I don't want to poke the bear too much. <laughs> So this is great, and I, you know, and this is great because I've had the chance of meeting you in person. As I, as you were saying earlier about marketing, that reminds me of Laura, our friend Laura, uh -huh. um, who's been on my podcast too, Laura Rao, saying, "Let's do marketing like it's 1990." 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. In fact, I think her, I think she came up with that when we were on a call talking about just this. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I just want to market like it's 1990. I'm like, bingo. Yeah. Bingo. That's what I still believe is very relevant. Yeah. I think there's still, I, uh, what I feel in Jennifer about our culture now and the way it's going, you know, people talking about post-truth, which to me is comical, is that, yes, we have the technology. It's all great. We have facility of meeting. Maybe you don't, you can't network with a person face-to-face at a coffee shop, but you could have, you know, what I like to call Zoom tea, you know, mm-hmm. you sit together and if they happen to be in another part of the country or even in the same part of the country. Yeah. And so you can get creative. You can use the technology for that, but nothing yet in all these eons of human history, core things have not been erased. You know, how to be grateful to the other person, how to show up, how to give a, a real present and relational ability to be here. I mean, I think large a large part of healing actually that, yeah. you know, to be fully present. And if we think of business as a dance of courtship, not only are you dancing with the business, mm-hmm. but you're dancing with your clients. There is a whole, you know, courtship that happens. It's not, you know, super quick. And so yeah. I think with the technology in the last 10 years, especially with social media and YouTube and all this, it has gotten our minds that it should be quick. We're going to go viral quickly. Yes. But I think, and at least maybe this is just me here, I'm noticing more and more that we are at the mercy of the algorithm gods. And I don't want to be at the mercy of these, you know, invisible gods that I don't know who they are, what they want, and how do we placate, you know. (laughs) What offerings do we have to give, a.k.a. money? (laughs) But (laughs) so if you're going to give me gods, at least tell me what they really need other than perhaps, you know, just money, which we know is... Right. apparently what makes the world go around but um you know that's what's been sold but i think there is that element and i've i found in my own experience and in some of the clients too especially when you come into the coaching world and all that that it's like no it's gonna happen it's quick it's not quick there's time yeah. and coming back to that is hard you know yeah. that reality aspect exactly yeah, yeah. Yep. Amber, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom here. So how can we find you? Tell us what's the best way. It's Healing Ways, W-A-Z-E, mm-hmm. one word, dot com. And pretty simple. Pretty simple. Get on check there. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Check it out. See if you're, you know, if you're looking for a healer, check it out how it is. Yeah. Um, and if you're in Portland, I know, and near, near Portland too, you offer some meetups we do, and yeah, soon. Um, also, uh, Bend, Oregon, and San Jose, California. Oh, look at you! And beyond. And beyond, it's coming. California soon follow. Just seeing the future. Just seeing the future here. Maybe one day there'll be like a Healing Ways, you know, conference, big summit. Oh, that you're reading my mind, girl. Yes. <laughs> Where people get to talk and teach and experience workshops. Boom, it's done. It's going to happen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com, or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others. Please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.